Hello, 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 guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Mortgage Marketing Podcast. And in today's episode, we're actually joined by Craig Skelton, um, who is a client of mine, a friend of mine, and also someone I look up to in the mortgage space. This guy today, we're going to be talking about running your own race and about understanding your own goals, your own income levels, and just not comparing yourselves to others, which I think is a big problem that happens a lot within the mortgage industry. So we're going to run the intro and get Craig on the show. You're listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland, the show that helps mortgage brokers create impact and income by mastering content marketing. Let's dive straight into it. Hello, 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 mate. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> hello, how are you? Very, very good. How about you? Yeah, good, mate. Thank you for asking me back onto the podcast. I feel very honoured in terms of that introduction as well that I was listening to there. So thank you very much for that. You've been on the show loads of times anyway, so it's it's uh, it's good now to have you on. We're going to have you obviously many times over because you know what you're talking about. So um, I want so to talk say. about... So they so, say. Mm, maybe, maybe. Sometimes I say, you know, sometimes I think you're just making it up. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, so in today's episode, I wanted to talk about a topic that you are... You yourself are a champion of, you very much push this. It's one of the things that me and you very much connected over when we first met was this idea of running your own race and, and income levels and perceived income levels in the industry and and people kind of getting overwhelmed and maybe comparing themselves to stuff they probably shouldn't. So what do you mean by when you say, because you've, you've done episodes on your own show about this, what do you mean when you talk about run your own race? I think the thing is with... With it, actually, like you know how, how passionate I can get about these sort of things. When I feel so passionate about stuff, I can go off and warn and really sort of go to town in it. But the thing is with running your own race, it's very – it's just quite personal to me. I think it is just quite a – because I sort of see brokers all the time. And I think I'm going to patent it, by the way. I think I'm going to sort of get that yeah. all over my sort of social media. I think I'm going to – Get we can work on that. That's something we can work on. But I think in the days that we are now with social media and just not only from a personal point of view, because and funny you and I knew we'd go off on a tangent straight away because I did when I sort of recorded Run Your Own Race as a solo podcast. I knew it was going to spark a few things for various reasons, and the feedback I had was. Pretty like awesome to be fair. The, the positive feedback I've had from it was there's clearly a thought and a and a world out there that feels that I don't want to be focused on other people. It's okay to be doing what I want to do, but they feel too scared to actually say that and come out and say, do you know what? I'm quite comfortable doing what I'm doing. I, I, and so running your own race was very much about spending time focusing on what you can do and what you can achieve and not worrying about other people. So for me as a business owner, I could spend all day trolling through social media, watching videos, looking at all thousands of other business owners, promoting themselves on that one snippet and that one minute of success that they've got. Obviously, the people have got a lot more success than that, but they focus on that one minute today. But for the other 23 hours, 59 minutes, they it's not reality. Like it's they're not in that real world for the for the rest of the time. So it's just a show thing. So if you 
if you are comparing yourself to somebody's best minute of the day, you're always gonna <laughs> because you, you're never gonna, you're gonna be more worried about what they're doing than actually doing it yourself. It's like the the choice that gets straight into it. You've got a choice. You can either sit there all day scrolling through what other people are doing. Or actually think, do you know what? I'm putting my freaking phone down. Or turn it round, hitting record and going, this is what I'm about. This is what I do. And this is how I build trust. This is how I build our clients. This is why I'm a mortgage broker. All those other things. Forget the scrolling with your thumb or your finger, whatever, up and down the upteen social media profiles that you've got. <laughs> just stop doing it. Turn the camera around, hit record, and just talk. And just t- tell the world what you're doing because – People will just look at that and go, and they will stop. They won't do something because of that. They'll sort of feel a failure because of that. And it's just about being comfortable and secure in terms of what you're doing and looking at the right things and looking at your own business plan, what that looks like, what your own goals are, what your own objectives are, because they're your goals. It's sort of like it's – that's what you want to achieve. It's like I can't compare, like as a business owner, I can't compare myself to a, a large corporate. But if I sat there all day looking at large corporates and how much money they were earning or making or losing or whatever, then I'd be saying, oh, I'm a failure. I can't. But you do, like, it's not, that's not reality. It's a case of you've got to then just think about stripping it back, having a clear plan, having focus, having objective, having goals. How are you going to get there? Actions, the rest of it, and then focus on what you're doing. And yes, it's all right to look at what other people are doing. Absolutely, it's just a, a natural human instinct that you're going to do. However, don't compare yourself. If you're going to look at other people, what other people are doing, and you're going to feel rejected and disheartened and demotivated by what you see, don't look at it. Don't let, like, don't look do, at it. Do you find because one of the things that in your in your um, episode that I, you know, that I, I was producing with you on, um, on the run your own race, which is one that me, uh, I've, you know, it is your thing. I really have known that income level seems to be the thing that a lot of people, that's another one that you have spoken about a lot, that this idea of income level it, as a broker, as a new employed, as a new self-employed broker, but also of any level seems to be thrown around this six figures. And now it seems to be, it seems to be now a million pounds seems to be the new, the new one. <laughs> that I've seen thrown, I don't like, you know, I've seen that thrown around like you can make a million pound. And it's like, do you think that that causes a lot of problems for a lot of people who are new to the industry? Do you think that's something that confuses people, makes them feel a little bit less worth, like, especially people who are lifestyle businesses. Do you think that's, that's probably more harm than good? Definitely. I think it just, it's like who set that standard? Like who woke up today and said, or as a mortgage broker, you need to be earning six figures. And if you don't, you've failed. Who decided, like, who decided that? I've talked before and we commented before about every mortgage broker has their own goals, their own objectives, their own personal circumstances, their own personal situation and what they want to do. And it's sort of, you can't just band it into six figures or, seven figures or two figures or whatever it's just like you can't you can't do that because everybody is their own entity everybody's got different experiences everybody's got different lead generation everybody's got different lifestyles people like in my like my firm i've got people that who want to 
have amazing work-life balance and want to take the kids to school, pick them up, put them to bed at night, do and they work around that, and they're okay earning more than what they earned as an employed mortgage broker. It ain't six figures. It's certainly nowhere near that, but they're okay. They're securing what they're doing. They do a great service to the client. They get loads of referrals. They charge broker fees. They sell protection. They do third-party referrals. They do everything they want to do. But it's about what they want to earn. But it's their choice. It's like, like I said, it's about choices. It's like if you if you sort of saying that if you choose today that you want to earn six figures as a mortgage broker, that's fine. That's your choice. And if you want to compare yourself to other brokers that are doing that, that's fine. That's okay. But there's no standard out there in terms of an employee or sorry, a self-employed mortgage broker to sort of say if you don't do this, you failed. If you don't do this amount of, if, as a business owner, if you don't do this, you fail. If your turnover's not this, you fail. It's like, how can you like compare? Like it's, it's just totally, di- totally different in terms of what people's choices are. That, and that's it's, their thing. It's definitely something and it's like something I've noticed within the mortgage industry. Like I, most of the time, if I work with clients now, you know, I'm going to be like, going to con- not contradict because it actually lands on what you're saying. If I work with clients now, most of my clients are either high five figures or on six. And that's because, they are ambitious people. If you're coming to me, if you're coming to me, you're not, you're not a lifestyle business because that you, you're happy with your referrals. So I've noticed that, but I did, when I've got into being a broker, it was a life, it was a lifestyle business. So for me, it was a, you know, work 10 hours a week, five hours a week in some cases, but still make a decent amount of money and then have the rest of the time to do whatever I wanted. So the six figure thing always used to massively make me feel inferior you know like I, I did really well as an advisor when i was employed as we all do when we get given leads funny that but like um but when it comes to that six figure figure i i've met many people many advisors who've come on calls with me who are embarrassed to admit that they've got that they've earned less than that and i think i'm sorry like we sometimes need to address the, the thing as you said and this was your episode and i'll i'll tag the episode in in the, in the show notes because it's a very good episode what you did on it which was about this which i think it it's real talk and it, it gets people's backs up but it's true there are you know if you're making 40 grand a year but you're with your kids that's a lot of money it's exactly. a lot of money it is uh, you know like like and and it's sometimes you know i've i've you know have had calls with clients and they're like oh, well, you know, no one can really live on six grand a year a month. And I'm thinking a lot of people can live, like what you're doing there, like income goals sometimes, especially if you're surrounded by these people and a lot of the time those income goals, they might not even be reaching. They're just saying it. That's mm-hmm. something else I'm finding um, is, are they hitting it? I don't think income goal is is always the best, especially comparison. Definitely no. No, it's it's not. You do. It's about the service you give to your clients, building trust with them, building up your client bank, building your reputation, building your own brand, and those figures will come. If you want those figures, they will come absolutely. But you've got to stick to what you want to do and what you want to achieve. And you can't feel guilty, which is another podcast that I've done. Is about feeling guilty if you are taking friday off for whatever reason or not working this or working like we're not working weekends oh you've got you've got to work seven days a week and that it's like really like no you, d- you don't you need time to recharge you need time to out you need time to do what you want to do and it's like 
you like you know like one of my brokers text me on friday saying are you in work today or you're up to up them fells again kind of thing it's like well, you're always actually, up the fells no, always... <laughs> no once a fortnight on a friday tends to be first thing friday yeah i'm up early at 5 a.m so like i can you can get a few um but that but thing for me is that that's a reflection time at the end of the week on a friday morning think actually space not in front of a machine not in front of anything just literally myself and just getting up there so doing a few foot walks and that's it we talk about run your own race because i was thinking about it with you one thing i always um think about when i think about you because you you know you're a long-term client of mine now you're, you're actually a good friend and i respect you a lot and i say this to a lot of people is are you very much embody this run your own race you seem to, and I know you like, I always ask you like, do you ever get stressed? Do you ever, cause you always seem so calm and you always seem to do whatever barrier comes up in front of you. You know, you seem to just walk, like, not like not knock through it, but you just do. It's never, nothing ever seems to be too much of a problem. Every problem you're just like, yeah, okay, we'll do it again. Has that been something you've always been good at? Cause a lot of people are comparison driven. Everyone, a lot of people are comparison driven. You don't seem to be. And I don't know if that's something you've worked on, or whether that's something that you have always been this way, but you're very centered. You're quite stoic. Uh, is that something that you've always had? Or is that something that you've learned to do over many years of managing people and things like that? I think it is, it is about from the years of managing people. I think that's the thing is, is that when we're not going to sort of talk about times of stress and levels of stress and things like that. But in terms of once you've been through certain things and had to deal with that, it's like, what's the worst can happen? What, like what, if this all, what, what's the worst can happen with it? And I think that's sort of the thing for me is that there are, there are far more people having and being delivered far worse news today than it is about, Halifax are pulling the rates and it's nine o'clock. I need to get that case on, or this has <laughs> happened, or that's it. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I, it's true. This no, has I happened, agree with or you. That's happened. It's like somebody today has had far worse news delivered to them than you yeah. can ever imagine. So, do you know what? Just deal with it. Just, yeah. just deal with the situation. And, and yeah, it's just something I've learned to do over, over the years, Ash, I think, to be fair. I think it's just managing people and just thinking, well, it is what what's the worst that can happen from this whole situation so you just and i think if you've got to stay controlled because you've got to focus on the end goal like you can't work that you've got if you focus on like this is what i've got to achieve and this is i've got to sort it out then well focus on what you've got to achieve don't worry because you can spend too much time worrying and lose time worrying about what you've got to do rather than actually just have a plan just just deal with it and then it is sort of coming out the other side but yeah and these things that help and things that i do from a personal point of view that helps me sort of with that mindset you know that i am sort of quite big into that but yeah if that's, that's a good answer, no, or a short answer no it's a good answer it's an interesting i think it's just one of those things that people i know i do you know i said before you know you're a client of mine but i look at you as well as someone to i look up to from a business point of view you know i look up to the way you are what you've done what you've achieved how you achieve and how you achieve it you're very, um, as I said, stoic, calm, and you have a very good attitude and relationship. It feels like to um, money, to competition, to to life, to battle, work life balance. Like you have a good, it comes across that you have a good relationship with these things, which many people don't 
And so, uh, and that's the whole thing about running your own race. I think many people are stuck. Um, and I struggle with this from time to time. You know, I don't get me wrong. Like I'm just as bad. Like I, when I catch myself, that's why I have parts that are like you then parts where I can get myself caught up in views and things. And then I'm like, Oh no, why do I care about what someone said about me on social media? But I care for a little bit. And I think it's interesting just to hear your mindset around that. So, so for parting words, before we run this episode out for running your own race, any final kind of advice you would give to a broker out there who's getting, who's feeling a little bit stressed and a little bit um, overwhelmed potentially by everyone else acting like they're doing really well, what would be your final thoughts to them? Stop scrolling through the social media and run your own race. Love it, mate. Love it. I'm going to run the outro right now, but thank you so much for coming on the show, buddy. Thank you. You've been listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. If you've enjoyed the show, then be sure to leave a review and share it with a friend right now. 